Welcome to Environmentality, a podcast for current environmental news, lectures, and interviews with the experts. I'm your host, Brendan Anthony. Let's dive on in. And now, here's your brief update on what's been happening to the planet from around the world. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Environmentality News. Let's jump on into it. Our first story comes to us from Norway, where a recent study was just published last week that shows that painting one blade of a wind turbine black can reduce bird fatalities by 70%. Wind turbines have become notorious for killing birds, especially even large raptor species or endangered species, and so they've caught a lot of flack for this in the recent years. But this 10-year study shows that, again, just by painting one of those blades black, helps make the turbine that much more visible for birds and helps reduce the fatalities again by 70%. The study was really interesting. They again had, you know, a whole field of turbines. Some were painted, some were not. And they had dogs going out and collecting carcasses. And if there was a bird within the 100 meter radius, the dog would bring that back and they would count the fatalities. So again, this was a very long-term study and, and really showcases how simple shifts can lead to significant impacts. Overall, in terms of bird fatalities, one report suggested that in 2009, wind turbines killed an estimated 46,000 birds per year. However, in comparison to other energy sources, nuclear power plants kill 500,000 and fossil fuel burning power plants kill up to 24 million. So in comparison to other energy production methods, wind turbines are really at the bottom end of the list in terms of avian fatalities. And now this simple technique of painting the blades a different color helps reduce that even more. So this is just a quick and easy step towards helping bolster renewable energy production while reducing its impact on the surrounding ecology. Our next story comes to us from the Harry Perkins Institute of Medical Research and the University of Western Australia. Scientists have demonstrated strong efficacy of using bee venom to kill off breast cancer cells. A particular peptide compound in bee venom, known as melatonin, can be isolated and synthesized in the lab and used as treatment to be able to kill off cancer cells. And they've already been able to demonstrate this in the past on melanoma, but this new study shows that it also works on breast cancer cells, and the strongest types of breast cancer cells at that, known as triple negative breast cancer. So how does it work? The venom and this compound, melatonin, destroys the membranes of the cells and it punches holes in it, helping to essentially degrade the entire cancerous cell. But it also helps reduce the chemical messages within the cell that regulates growth and development. This finding is incredibly encouraging for the fight against breast cancer, although its implementation in humans is probably a few years off. You know, there's a big difference between something working in a petri dish or in a mouse and it also working in humans. So it's still a ways off, but their hope is that this could be used in conjunction with chemotherapy for cancer patients. The lead researcher on the team expressed that this is yet another wonderful example of where compounds in nature can be used to treat human diseases. Bees already do so much for us, right? They pollinate 70 to 80% of our top 100 important food crops that provide 90% of our nutrition, and yet their populations are declining. We've seen a dramatic decrease in bee populations of about 60% over the past several decades. And again, this is really attributed to a lot of issues around industrial ag and climate change. And so we need to be 
focus on again continuing to help save the bees, not just for our food, but now also for our health. Our last story for the week comes to us from Washington, D.C., where more rollbacks from the Environmental Protection Agency have now been finalized. The rollbacks are for wastewater regulations on coal-fired power plants. These deregulations were proposed in November of last year and were now finalized, loosening up restrictions that had been imposed by the Obama era in 2015. With these deregulations, heavy metals such as arsenic and lead and mercury are now going to be allowed to enter into our waterways much easier. Overall, the EPA's motivation for this deregulation was to help provide flexibility for some of these power plants and to allow them to save hundreds of millions of dollars. Their hope is that these financial savings and regulatory flexibility will encourage these power plants to adopt new technologies or try new things to try and mitigate some of their pollution. However, this is placing a lot of hope in an industry that continues to put profits over environmental protection. Overall, environmentalists are speculating that these new regulations or deregulations will allow for increased toxins to be polluted into the water and they will continue to wreak havoc on both our aquatic inhabitants and humans alike. To learn more about how these pollutants and heavy metals impact our ecosystems and our bodies, check out the episode I put out last week, episode 10, on biomagnification. All right, those are your three stories for the week. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you happen to have an extra five seconds, cruise to Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the bottom of my show page, and click the five-star rating. Thanks so much. Have a great week.